0: What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome, welcome. Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Uh, we are back for the final one of the year. It's Tommy Urban D. Colonin from Crossover Church um, coming at you live on this day before Christmas Eve. And so we wanted to kind of do a quick recap to close out 2022. We haven't been on here that much with the... <laughs> Labor Fest podcast, but we're going to be back in 2023, I promise. We're getting everything ready. So today is kind of almost like a test pilot of that because I'm going to be bringing a guest in um, through the new software that we got. So the only way that we've been doing it this year is we would have somebody live on this other mic with me, but uh, I want to get some guests that can't always be with me in the studio in 2023. So uh, we got a great lineup of guests. Uh, We got Jerry Flowers that's going to be on. Uh, we got uh, Tommy Nixon, the other Tommy from Urban Youth Workers is going to be on, Ambassador is going to be with us. I'm trying to lock Miles Minnick in. I, I know I'm going to get him. And, and there's just a number of other incredible guests. We're going to be rocking every Friday uh, at noon live, <clears throat> and then you can watch it on the replay as well. And so, uh, so we're going to jump into it today. We're going to give a recap of FlavorFest 2022. We're going to talk about some amazing stuff that we've been doing right here at Crossover. Some stuff maybe you heard about or you didn't hear about. We're going to show you some clips of that. And uh, I'm going to be joined by our worship and arts pastor, my man Darnell Butler. So let's get it going. Let's start it. Welcome to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy Urban D. Coloni. So what's good, y'all? I got a guest that's jumping in with me right now, my man, Pastor Darnell Butner. What's up, D?
1: What's up, y'all? It was good. How you feeling, man? Oh man. Um coming down off this major major high and everything, kind of relaxing a little bit until Christmas Eve service tomorrow and everything else. But So,
0: before we get into like Flavor Fest because that was like seems like it was years ago at this point, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um we'll get into that in a few minutes and talk about some of the highlights of that. But what are you coming down off of the mountain right now, off of that high? Tell everybody about what just happened at Crossover Church.
1: So we just got done doing, we did a total of, honestly, a total of six shows over three weekends, really. And, um, I mean, honestly, I, I'm i coming off a high because I didn't think it was going to be this big. I honestly didn't think it was going to. Man, I knew it was going to be this big, bro. I'm I didn't you. I just did, I thought it was going to be good. I was like, oh, okay, it'll be good and everything, but the compliments, the reviews that we received, everything that people said, I, I literally, I had to look back at it. I think it wasn't until the very, very last, last show we did on that Saturday night that I looked and I was like, we just accomplished accomplished something incredible yeah. that very few people have ever done, I think, um, let alone in a, in a church environment, in a church setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of trying to come down from that because I'm still getting messages about it. So,
0: yeah. So listen, y'all, it was amazing. There was six shows in total with over thirty two hundred people that came out to the Lion King production, had over seventy five people that were part of it. And man, so let's rewind a little bit and talk about, first of all, like, how did you get the vision to this and then to rewrite it? And then when did you start actually working on it? Because this just didn't happen like last month.
1: No. So it's so crazy because I never think about what production I'm going to do after, like immediately after the the one we just did. And The Greatest Showman, when we finished, people just kept saying The Lion King. And I'll be honest, I wanted to do The Lion King, but I was going to save it because I knew it was going to be a monster. Like, I just knew it. Lion King is on Broadway. It's it's incredible. I knew this year was the 25th year anniversary for the Lion King. And I was like, I don't want to do that now. It's going to be it's like too big, everything. And, you know, the 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 more the greatest drumming cast kept saying like, D, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I was like, OK, you know what? We're gonna do it. So I I don't know if you remember, we announced it when we showed the highlight video back in 2021. You did. You
0: you had like I was waiting this year, bro, for maybe a possible sneak preview of next year, but you didn't. You didn't do that. This I didn't do it because
1: I because now at this point, I'm already like Lion King was so big, and so what I was thinking, I'm like we could do it, but I'm also like I don't want to come down. You know, y'all know me. I'm like yeah. excellent. I just want to go higher and higher. So I'm like, I don't want to do something where do I feel like, like, oh, that, bro, how do we about that one? That, that was it. it. So I, I, it was January that I actually started on the script for for Lion King, and we had to start so early because of this was our first time doing a Disney production, and if for anybody out there that's ever tried to work with me do Disney, it is monster. And so we started in January working on the script because we had to get the script approved because we were adding a remix to it, because we were adding some of our own flavor to it. It was a process of trying to get all that together. So January, we started the script. I think we finally got the script approved and finalized in March. It took two months to get the script finalized and approved. May, we did auditions. Hold
0: up. Who do you get it approved through and what is that process? Because this was a – this was a Disney production, so it was a totally yeah. different, like...
1: different, Totally different thing. So we went through MTI Licensing, who is licensed. Yeah. Uh, who represents Disney, uh, who represents Disney productions, but they do a number, of, a number of different Disney productions as well. Um, we went through MTI Licensing, had to work with them. I mean, it was everything from not just the script, every single song. Every piece of music that we put, I mean, everything had to be to a certain level, to a certain caliber. Can I do this? Can I do it like this? Can I add this? Can So it was constantly just back and forth. Um, but, you know, it, it, was, it was just a process. So that took months of just going back. I mean, weekly, it was probably weeks of, there were times I would probably have eight different emails in just one week of just going back and forth and trying to finalize those things. So that so, was so that part. I
0: never asked you this about the process, but um I, I know you added like a Christmas song and you added the part where like um Mufasa was like talking to his yeah. son after he died and he's sharing the gospel and like then you know he yeah. Simba prayed and like so so how did that process go with Disney? Were they did they make you uh trim some things or you, you can only do a certain
1: amount of remixing or what? No. so that part wasn't as it wasn't as bad it's just yeah. that you couldn't cut any of their stuff like yeah. you couldn't take their lines and reword it so everything that mufasa said up to that and everything was his words and what yeah. he did and we just were able to add some certain things and still keep the con the whole point was to keep the still the concept of the movie yeah which yeah. by the holy spirit it did because it was the they had the, the you couldn't change the storyline yeah. Which we didn't change the storyline, honestly. Mm-hmm. We just added something to it. And so that, yeah, that was the part. They were like, okay, so you have to explain to us what is, what is happening here. And so what happens to this? Does this mean he doesn't? It? And it was like, no, 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 it still has done. And everything, it's just, you know, and then a lot of it was they wanted to make sure that we weren't um, coming against anything, you know, like yeah. like, you can't do this and this is wrong and this is a sin. Like, they were they were real adamant about that stuff. Some yeah. of you guys have seen you know, some of the things that happened with like Hamilton and all this other kind of stuff with other mm-hmm. churches doing stuff. So it, it was that process and they finally agreed. They were like, okay, well, this is not that bad. And honestly, if you came to saw, see the show, it really wasn't that bad. I'm looking at it, I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad, but mm-hmm. it still was able to get the message across that I think that we wanted to get. And it was really hard because they were like, well, how are you gonna do this? And you because you can't change our words in our songs. Yeah. And yeah. that worked so perfectly. I was like, I have to change any words in your songs. And I I, I remember telling the one lady I was talking to on the phone, I was like, your words in the song says, He lives in you. I said, and ma'am, I'm not trying to preach at you. I said, but Jesus Christ lives in me. And she was <laughs> like, and she was like, oh, I get it. I said, I'm not changing any of uh, your words, uh-huh. I'm not doing any of this, whatever. I said, I can't, we kept everything exactly how it was circle of life had words that you could live, think about what they were saying and can can point it towards the bible and towards christ so it was another production that honestly just worked out in our favor when it came to those things but we did audition May, we cast our team in may we did our table read in may um gave out our scripts and then we um took a month off where they had their scripts and we started in july and it was a week every single week it will through. December
0: and and how did you get the word out man like in this city to get people to to come and audition
1: um honestly we didn't do as much promotion that we typically do and um it was kind of, a lot of it was, honestly, we have a huge following now on Eventbrite for people that have come to see our previous plays. Yeah. So just sending an email to everyone that came to Hip Hop Nutcracker, The Wiz, and The Greatest Showman was a, enough. Cause I met so many people who were like, we've been to every production, we will never miss one. Like there were so many people that came to that. Yeah. that. Um, the other part was um, Facebook. We did some stuff on Facebook. We put it in like all, there's some Tampa theater groups and everything and you know i don't i don't advertise too much in those because you always have people in there who are wondering did we do this correct so their first thing is you're not allowed to do those productions you didn't get licensing and they don't know and i'm like you know we did get licensing and everything did so did
0: it the right
1: way did it the right we ain't way
0: trying to stick was, around we ain't trying to boot Yeah got
1: time to try to argue with you with yeah. you, all that kind of stuff so um we, we just sent word by word of mouth, and it always happens. And what's funny is, you remember I said I wanted to do two weekends because every production we do one weekend, and there's always somebody that goes and tells somebody about it, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, I'll go see it the next weekend." Well, there is no next weekend. Mm-hmm. So we did it this way on purpose, and it proved correct because we got so many more people that bought more tickets after that. Yeah. So. The biggest
0: night, the night that was, like, totally sold out was the very last night. And, um, yeah, so people don't know, like you said, our previous uh, productions, like, we did the Hip Hop Nutcracker in 2018, which, by the way, I I still loved that one. The dancing in that, the vibe was super dope. It was too simple for Pastor Darnell, though. (laughs) He looks back. We
1: did, people don't realize, we did the Hip Hop Nutcracker in four weeks.
0: And, bro, you guys killed it, man. We, it was amazing. So Hip Hop Nutcracker, then we did The Wiz. That was done in such excellence. We were thinking about taking that to the strass. Like, yeah, we were having people some were like, y'all need to go. With, yep, they like, were like, y'all need to We can get take out here. this there and charge, and this could be a fundraiser and an outreach, and this could be. Uh, but then COVID hit. Uh, we yep. were seriously, like, looking into it. We have some different connections with some people in the church that we were talking to. And uh, then COVID hit and there was no production in 2020, even though we were back by the end of 2020 and we weren't around in the summer of 2020. There was no practice, no rehearsal. We weren't gathering at all. It was a crazy time. 2021, we did uh, The Greatest Showman and then this year, The Lion King. So, yeah, man. so, man, I, I w- we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I want to show some people like a highlight of of the weekend. And I mean, we could talk about it all day, but I know, like, we're on YouTube right now, those of you that are watching the podcast uh, online. And so we want to show you some highlights of what it looked like. So uh, check this out, (laughs)
1: y'all.
0: Yeah, so the Lion King remix. There it yeah. is. So, man, what was remix. your favorite part or your favorite scene? Should I say?
1: Oh man, I know
0: that's a. I know that's a hard one. Or, or maybe like your top, your top three or something, man.
1: I mean, so realistically, you think about this and people that came to production. We had two kids, three kids, really, but between our young Simba, our young Nala, and our Zazu, those were kids, man. Yeah. And how, how old appeared. was young Simba? He was nine. He looks sick. I, I, He's yeah, nine. Eight
0: or nine, man. He was amazing. He could sing. I mean, he could act. I mean, just he, his was, he just He owned the stage, bro.
1: I'm telling you right now, we almost didn't do this production. It, I mean, I was still – it was the day first day of auditions, and I was like, we're not doing this production if we don't get a young Simba. Yeah. And we, we only know. had three kids that signed up to audition for young Simba. and I And I knew two of the kids, and I, I was like – Bro, nervous. First kid, first day of rehearsal of the audition. First person that comes into the first day of audition is Caden. He walks in there. He says my name's Caden. I'm auditioning for Young, young Simba. I say, Caden. Hey, I said, well, the script is right there. If you want to grab it, to, to read the lines. He was like, I don't need a script. I was like, what? you got? I know this kid needs a script. He's like, I, no, I, don't, I don't need a script. We go through the lines. The kids memorized everything, and I'm like, uh okay. And I at that part I was done. I was like, this kid's in. Yeah. And he was like, you need me to sing. I was like, oh, wait, they gotta sing too. So we were like, yeah, okay, go ahead and sing. And so the kid sings, nails his thing. And so we had a microphone at the table where we're calling people in that are out in the lobby. I left the microphone on. So the kid goes out into the lobby, and I'm with all the directors, and we usually we kind of like everybody, everybody's good, everybody. I immediately scream in the like in the mic is on the we table. It's it? That's it. We can do it! We can do it! And somebody comes running in from the lobby like, Pastor Darnell, we can hear you! We can hear you! I was like, oh! <laughs> so the kids were, they just made it for me. Like, I mean, they just carried this thing. He was off book the first day ever. He Knew the whole thing. He was directing the play by the middle of it. He was telling the adults, no, you're supposed to go over there. I mean, just nailed it. Octavius, he's 13 years old, man. And it was so funny because I, I included a rap in, in the production yeah. for the Morning Report. The Morning Report was this song that's in the Broadway production. And I'm be honest with you, no offense to Disney. It's the corniest song in the whole entire production, yeah. in the whole production.
0: And, bro, that, and was, I, so, I,
1: that was so creative and so I dope like, uh, and so unexpected. So, you know what's funny? So here's what's funny. When I write a lot of these productions, I write them with certain people in mind that's going to play the role. Yeah. So I right. would say this. I wrote Zazu for Jessica Green. I literally wrote it for yeah. Jessica Green. I was like, Jessica Green's going to be it. And I called her when I finished the rap. I was like, I just wrote the morning report. I'm going to make it a rap. It's going to be perfect for you. That's the day that they told me she was pregnant. <laughs> and I literally was like, <clears throat> Not her. No. So I wasn't going to keep it at all. I wasn't going to keep yeah. the rap. Uh, Octavius comes in and interviews. And I was like, Octavius, can you rap? He was like, I don't know. I've never done it before or anything. And, yeah, and if I'm, y'all know Octavius, this is like
0: a white kid that is, you know, I mean, he's around crossover. He likes rap. He yep. likes hip hop. But he's he's kind of he's he's, shy. He, but when he's, he's on stage, like
1: he. Yes. He's when own. he's on stage, he it's like a, it's something he just comes out of his shell, everything. Yeah. So, bro. It was the first three months of rehearsals. This kid was not getting this rap. And <laughs> no. the directors were all sitting here like, like I'm, oh I mean, no. it, got point, it got to a point I was like, we got to pull it. Like, we have to pull the rap. Yeah. And Adrian and they were like, no, just give him more time. He can get it. So I remember talking to him. I was like, I this, I'm going to have to take this rap. And I remember him and his mom saying, no, give, him, give me more time. Give me more time. Yeah. And it, we came back from Thanksgiving, and this kid kills the rap. He and I, it, bro, every in time the middle, in the middle of rehearsal, he kills the rap, and I run up on the stage and hug this yeah. kid so hard. And I'm like, his, his mom
0: said he was studying like KB videos and just watching, the, you know, different, watching different
1: things. Yeah, for me to see kids like take that and like, yeah. so you get to discover their passion and you help them bring this out. I mean, they, they were so excited to be a part of this, and that was phenomenal. So. That was cool for me, but I'm being be honest with you. My absolute favorite part for people that saw this production was um, Keita and Wayne. Kita was Rafiki. Wayne was adult Simba. And it was right after Simba got saved and she did a song, um, He Lives in You.
0: Bro, and... I was going to tell you, that was my favorite favorite song from the whole. I mean, there was a lot of good parts, a lot of powerful parts, but that song,
1: and and... Like, she,
0: she killed. Her. I've never seen Keita sing like that. I mean, first bro. of all, she did great with the character, with the accent and everything. But in that song, you really saw her like her range of singing. And then hey. like when older Simba came in at the very end and he started singing, yeah, he was, it was that. like, yo, and the beat See, to that, the, the crowd, wrote, like the crowd clapped for the longest time after that song, bro. And I was yeah, like, the that's, that's my song. They
1: got a standing ovation. They couldn't yeah. even go, go off. I wrote Rafiki's part for somebody else. Yeah. I literally wrote that part for somebody else. I was like, nobody's gonna be able to sing this song. Like, boom, I, I wrote this for somebody else. She comes in to audition. She kills the accent. I'm, we get ready to sing the song. And I'm like, Keep is on the worship team. I know her voice. Yeah. I'm like, uh, she kills the bro. song. I, so I,
0: I like that song so much. I went and looked up the album on the way home <laughs> that night on Apple Music and listened to bro. it. I'm like, the one from the play is way better.
1: Like, we did bro. a
0: way better version. <laughs>
1: I'm serious. So I, uh, I t- get—I literally just gave them the song and Keita was like, Do you, can I come up with choreography? And we have a choreographer and everything. And she was yeah. like, can I, we weren't even thinking about that song. We were like, "Oh, just sing the song. She was like, can we come up with choreography? So we're like, fine. We didn't see the choreography till the first, like the preview show was the night they did it. And I was like, which is our very first show we did before live audience. And me and the choreographer were like, bro, it, it was happens. dope, man. It was dope. They killed that joint. Yeah. So for me, that was the best part. Every time we got to that part, for me, that was the whiz when Dorothy sang "Home" at the very end. Yeah. Like for me, I was like, the rest of the play, let's just go, because they they just nailed that part. Yeah. So
0: they did, bro. I was in my I was in the back. And I knew it was coming up to that part and I would like run in and watch it. Cause I mean, I was there for every single one. I didn't sit through the entire thing of every yeah. single one or a couple I did. But when it got to that part, I was like, I, I gotta go see. That it was that part <laughs> right
1: there. Just like you you had goosebumps. I could, I was in the back watching people sit along the back and people were like on the edge of their seats. Like when the drum solo came in, they were like, they thought the song was over. They're like, what in the world? Yeah, It just, it kind of kept building. Yeah, you know, man. Like each, so that part each right level. There, that, that was by far my favorite part of the whole show.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I want to get publicly, give you some more props and some love. Like I know you work so hard on it and uh, you, you're you getting ready to take a break, a sabbatical for the first time, the whole month of January. And, and you deserve it, bro. Cause you've just been killing it. And you did an album this year as well. So we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, wrap up the Lion King part. Um, Anything so else let, you want to say give, about
1: it, bro? Yeah, let me give props because I had a lot of people. We actually had representatives representatives from Disney and MTI that came. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. To make sure that our stuff was together. And so two things. Number one, the one of the guy, they're like auditors, like IRS auditors. They yeah. have no expression on their face, nothing. And there was one guy as he was leaving, he comes up to me. And he says these words to me. I'll ne- I'll never forget these words cuz they were he was like by far the best production I've ever seen of this production, and I'm thinking, and I literally said to him, "Oh, for a church, thank you so much." He goes, "No, no, by far the best production of this production I've ever seen," and he walked, and he literally like goes and walks. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Wow!" Um, and and so something I, about the lady that that, that works at Disney. <laughs> yeah, so we had a lady that came to that works at Disney. That's um, one of my friends, Larue Howard. She was like, "Why was this better than Disney?" Like she works, she works at the Festival of the Lion King, sings the songs, everything was with them every day, and she was like, "Why was this better than like she was like this is better than our stuff," and I, I mean, I was just blown away. Um, that and they got, and the, they got that, like million dollar
0: budgets, bro. That's yes, right. And she, Speaking of the budget, asking. I want to give you props on that too. I mean, we did all this for, I mean, it's still for a church. It was still a good chunk of money. It was, it was close to twenty thousand dollars that was invested yep. in this, like monetarily. And the, yes. But the beautiful thing was you totally, because of the reputation of what we've been doing the last few years, um, we raised all that money. It didn't even have to come out of the direct, like, church, church budget of people's tithes and offerings. It was nope. raised through sponsors and mostly through ticket sales. People paid to come people and see pay. this because they knew already the reputation of what we've been doing as a church the past few years. And man. what
1: was so awesome about it, Pastor T, people literally came up to me and said, I undercharged. Yeah, you know, many people came up and were like, "Bro, you undercharged for this."
0: Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, like because we did it with Disney, there was a yeah, we, we had to,
1: we, we had couldn't charge
0: any more than fifteen dollars of like one. That's a whole long story, but
1: yeah, <laughs> anyways. But the other thing is, I want to say the the other part that I absolutely loved, and the cast needs to know this: people thought that we went and hired professional actors. Yeah, they legit thought we went and got professional actors, professional singers. And so for anybody that's watching this that may have seen it and you may have thought, these are 100% church volunteers. Yeah. Or church Everybody
0: volunteers. Everybody was a volunteer. They worked
1: hard. Nobody was paid to do anything yeah. from, from tech team to stage hands, to cast members. These are volunteers. But that speaks volumes of the effort um, yeah. that they put into this production and how serious they took this production week after week after week. I was telling this. I was on a podcast earlier today, and people didn't realize this. I'm gonna share this because this will blow your your mind even more. The very first time that we ever ran the full show was the very first show we did. We had never run the full show. Yeah. The very first time we ran the full production. Because it was long. It was it was over two hours long. It was the we did the we didn't cut anything from the production out from the Broadway production. We did the full Broadway production.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, man, so props and the greatest part of it, the last thing I'll say about the Lion King is every night um, I came out at the end and prayed and gave people an opportunity to respond to the gospel and every night There was people that responded and, you know, it was even from young teenage boys and, you know, to adults, to parents, to grandmoms, to a little bit of everything. And, you know, out in the lobby, we were giving away a copy of my next book. So we say, hey, if you prayed that prayer, come out to the lobby. Want to put one of these books in your hands? And people filled out a little card so we could follow up with them. And every night there was at least 10 plus people that actually, you know, came and and, uh, got a book and filled out a card. So, man, dozens of people. Started yes. a relationship with Jesus, and the it. Lion King of all things, bro. That's
1: it. And so every night people, I was like, God how
0: customized how people, His message through the Lion King to grab and how many your
1: attention. Said they are joining our church now because yeah. of it. Like people came to join a church from this. Like that speaks volumes to me. Yeah, so well, listen. Me,
0: in January, like we gave out cards, you know, inviting people to come to Vision Sunday, which is January fifteenth at our church. And uh, I, I know that we're going to have a bunch of new people that are going to be at church, you know, that Sunday. Because I can point back literally to people that are part of our church today and because they came to the hip-hop Nutcracker. Yep. The, yeah. The Sandusky family. Yeah. Um, a lady named Prudence. Yeah. Who recently uh, brought several new people with her to the Entrepreneurial Lunch. And now they're jumping in. They've been at church, you know, the past couple of weeks as well. And so, awesome. yeah, I mean, every year there's been people that have connected and plugged into the church because they came to uh, to one of the productions. So, man, that's awesome. So, uh, all right, so let, let, let's talk really quick about the remix album, the remix worship album. Man, there was a lot that happened in 2022. It was a great year as we're kind of recapping everything.
1: The last six months, like, everything was just like, rah!
0: Yeah, it was like, and the church was growing like crazy the last six months. Lots of... Lots of new people, lots of momentum. It was great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we set out to do I and I knew we were gonna do this album. But there was just so much that was happening, but I was like, okay. I think I even told you I was like, we're gonna do like a five song EP. It's gonna be real simple. Yeah. Keep it real easy. And we just started writing through. You always things.
0: say that. You always say, I'm, I'm gonna keep it easy, <laughs> you're gonna be little, and then it's
1: just <laughs> I did de- that's my heart. I I don't know what it is. I'm just like, oh. So it was going to be a real simple ep but i also wanted i know we wanted to do songs that other churches could do you know and change some stuff up and i and i had some stuff but it, it was just really kind of hard to put it all together and do all this stuff and we just added more songs and we kept doing all these things and it was sounding really good but i wanted to do a live recording i really wanted it live because anybody that's ever come to our worship experiences our worship our live worship experience is just something totally different than what we could ever produce in a studio. Yeah, you yeah. just couldn't capture it in the a studio. A
0: ton of energy, we, momentum. Yeah. I mean, it's just God's presence is there. It's God's doing something really special, man. Yeah,
1: the 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 way our team is, how expressive they are. It was important that we be able to capture that in their voices and in a locked in a studio in a room and everything. It was just kind of hard to really capture it. And I, even as I was mixing it, and the stuff down, I was like, it's good, but I I can tell it's not. You can tell it wasn't really all the way our flavor. Yeah, it doesn't have that oomph. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we need to do a live recording. And I, even as we started talking about the live recording, I was like, oh, you know what? I want to, one of our big songs we have on the first worship album, I said, like, I want to remix that, you know, and how can we do this? And I was, it was just so much that I was trying to add to it. um We brought the team in, even on some writing sessions. And so the team was able to write on this album as well. And right when it was time to do uh, the live recording, Pastor D has to catch COVID. And so <laughs> here I am locked away in this room and I'm
0: like, oh, no, and everything. But, but know, thank God, God did... you weren't, thank God you weren't like severely
1: sick or anything. No, I wasn't. You I had was... like a
0: headache or sniffles for a day or two.
1: Yeah, I was chilling in my garage just sitting there. But honestly, yeah. it was God's, God's timing. Mean, God knew exactly what he was doing because honestly one of the most powerful songs I've ever written in my entire life was birth in that week mm-hmm. because I had to sit there and just wait. And so, um, but it came out incredible. Honestly, it came out incredible. They, they teased me about it in the video on Monday night at our cast party. But I was literally finished the album. We did the live recording on a Tuesday night. And we had to have the album out on Thursday. We had to have the album ready. To, like, I had to have the album finished and sent off on Thursday. <laughs> Crazy. So that it would be ready for everything else, for Flair Fest. And I remember going through this album and telling my friends. And everybody was like, it's impossible. It can't be done. There's no way. That's too fast. It's just and we did it, bro. Like we did it and when we finally put it out, all my friends were like for y'all to get this thing done in 48 hours, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like it was legit great. It was God-ordained. It happened and what was supposed to be a 5 track EP turned out being a 17 track album. 17 full
0: album. album.
1: 17 track album. We've had, I hadn't even told Pastor Tommy this. We've had, I've had about four or five churches that have already emailed me asking for stems of like our Holy Spirit remix and everything. Mm-hmm. It's the song that everybody does, but when they heard our remix, they were yeah, like, uh, we need that. And so we've had a couple of churches. Pastor Christopher had a conference that same weekend that we did one of our songs, and two of their church, two of the pastors there wanted our, uh, one of our other songs. They were like, we need that song. And so um, it, it just worked out. It was, it, it was a lot of work, but, man, it was so worth it in the end. Absolutely worth it.
0: So tell people where they can find the album.
1: Go to uh, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play. Um, if you can't find it, make sure you start worship Spotify. But you can go right to our website, crossoverchurch.org, and right on the front page there, there's it's, it has the album right there, and you can grab it. Um, but, yeah, we've got music videos. So tell them what it's called out- and how to off. find it. It's called Lift You Up, Lift You Up, and um, so search Remix Worship, Lift You Up. So if you search Crossover Church, you're probably going to find the first album. But search Remix Worship. You can put Remix Worship, Crossover Church, Lift You Up, um, and the album is available there.
0: Man, props on that, bro, and we even have some physical copies of it, too. We do. We do, we in, do. in the hip-hop shop at the church. So you you can, if you if you want to get one, you can... DM Pastor D on, on yep. IG about it. Darnell Butler. He'll, yep. he'll connect you. So uh, you. all right, so let's shift gears for the last part really quick. Let's uh let's talk about Flavor Fest. I know, like I said, it seems like it was a long time ago, it was two and a half months ago. And uh, and man, we have some big announcements about Flavor Fest 2023 coming up, but I'm not gonna make them today. Not yet. Oh, no, 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 not yet, not yet. We gotta build some anticipation. Um, but I will say this registration for flavor fest 2023 and artist submissions it officially is going to open up on Monday January 16th so on that day that's when we're going to make the big announcement of what we're doing in 2023 that Got we've it. never done before with flavor fest I mean it's going to be next level it's going to yeah. help us reach so many more leaders to train them and uh, it's going to be powerful man so so just hold on and wait and we're going to be doing some more podcasts uh, even leading up to that starting the first week of January but but let's talk about Flavor Fest 2022 the theme was revive that was the theme of our church this year as well revive and so man what were some highlight moments for you pastor D as you're like the production uh-huh. manager the backstage guy Plus, you did a workshop. You did like a, a walk-through experience showing all the new tech stuff. I mean, we got a big new LED wall and a new stage that we were able to kind of show off. We got this podcast studio that we put in since the last Flavor Festes. We got right. new cameras. We got new stage lights. There's been a lot of upgrades on we got the everything.
1: Backside. Yeah, we moving on up. Yeah, um, and a new DJ booth. Yeah, new DJ. Okay, so man, what was a major highlight for me? Um. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be personal because honestly, I was I was really amazed at how many people we did for the first time. We did a behind the scenes tour of crossover and like our inner workings and what we do. And man, I had so many people that were on this tour. There were there were tons of people on this tour, at least twenty something people on this tour. And walking around, and I think because you, I work here and I kind of do this stuff, you don't think too much about it. Yeah. but their eyes were so big like whoa whoa y'all are doing this y'all. like for me i'm like i took them to the studio and i was like yeah it's a studio and they're like yo this is crazy so how did you do this how did y'all do-? and so they're just asking all these questions and so for me my heart is always big on that kingdom building excellence and to have to be able to share with these individuals how to make these things work how they can go back with um Honestly, not crazy, crazy, crazy budgets, but how to do things in excellence with you know just what you have. Sitting down with individuals, and I say, and just being able to say, what do you, what do you have? Oh, okay, well then you can do this, and they go, man, we never thought we could do anything with what we have. Um, that for me is what I love about FlavorFest, is the the kingdom connections you get to make, the kingdom building you get to make, and the excitement on the faces of these individuals leaving knowing they're about to go back and make things that much better. Um, that, that's, that was huge for me. So I, I absolutely love that part. Concerts are phenomenal. I love the concerts. Have a blast doing them everything. But uh, in the workshops, just being able to dissect, dive down, pick people's brains, talk about things, and come out feeling empowered like, oh, man, we're not that far off. We got this. That part is it for me. I love that.
0: All right, so favorite speaker at Flavor Fest. I know uh, who it's going to be. I know.
1: <laughs> you, come on, bro. Jerry Flowers.
0: Jerry Flowers, yes. Yes, sir. Jerry I knew. Flowers. I knew that's, that's your guy. First time
1: live. Yeah, Jerry Flowers, man. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Which, by the way, Jerry is going to be on the podcast uh, right here the second Friday of January, which is the 13th. I got him locked in. So, dope. 12 o'clock I'll
1: noon after, I'll see you after my sabbatical But I'm, I'll come back and watch yeah, you after my
0: Yeah, you'll be able to watch dope. the replay later, man So he's he's locked in for that day Um. Alright, so favorite artist Favorite
1: artist Uh. So, man, I don't remember the dude's name We brought an artist He's an indie artist We brought this artist I don't know if he came from Jamaica Lionel, is that his name? Leonel He actually is from Tampa, bro Bruh
0: Lionel Tape Like, the last name is like Looks like tape.
1: He was the island guy, right? Yeah. Bruh. His set was fire.
0: He brought like like he did like some worship even a little bit, right? No,
1: it wasn't him. It wasn't him. There was another No. so it wasn't Lionel. Okay. I cannot remember his name. It was another Leonel's a guy. guy from Tampa. Okay. So no, it was another guy. And he did too. he only did one song, and it was this island song. It was fire. So that was good too. I became a huge fan of I had never really heard Miles Minnick before. Yeah. Became a huge fan of Miles yeah, Minnick. He,
0: he was super dope, brought the energy. Saturday yep. night, we had him as the opening artist to kick the night off. And man, he brought he brought he brought the bar way up here, bro. So anybody yeah. that went after him was. I'm like,
1: like, he's opening, man. Woo. I'm like, he's opening. Um and so no, the new the newer guy that we brought Midwest. Light skin. Oh my God! I forgot his name that fast. Uh, He's a light. lyricist. Carry he's a light. Li- yeah Yes, carrying the light, bro. I'm yeah. like lyricist. Like you yeah, had bro. to focus. If you focused in on what bro was saying and spitting. Yeah, no, nah, he's you. I, I I follow him on IG,
0: and and he's 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 got some some really dope content, man. He and was fire stuff. Of course, Bizzle was here. um yeah. His set his set was super dope. I mean, he had Monster Tarver up there with him. He had some of the guys from Menace Movement were there. Of course, Dayton was there. They had this big flag they were waving and you know that, that was really dope. And of course, your guy D1 was here. I know you, I, I know you love D1. And uh, of course, he always he always does a great job. D1 is a favorite. Yep. D1 of few was in the building. Yep. Um you know who you know who had a dope song, man. I can't wait till the music video comes out. Indie oh. artist got to give her, give it up for my guy uh Clifford Gray. Yeah. Clifford Gray. The City of God's joint. And he had this lyric video and, and pictures of like he's talking about New York City. And um, yeah, man, he's dropping that music video. Uh, supposed to be on Christmas Day, I think. So so look out for him, man. It's like it's like that New York, Brooklyn drill, you know, style that's real, that's real hot right now. So but yeah, is it
1: lyrics merit? Lyrinx Merritt, that might have been who it was. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think, I think, I think right. oh, yeah. He had a dope
1: set. Yeah. He had a dope set. He, he was really cool.
0: Yeah, so yeah. One, of, one of my highlight moments was um, we had a, a lunch for pastors that came, and, man, we packed out the conference room. There was, like, a couple dozen pastors that, that were up there and a lot of new guys that have never come to Flavor Fest before. And this year we actually had we had some OGs. But uh, this year, we actually had, like, literally, man, when we asked in the last general session, like, raise your hand if this is your first time to come to the conference. And, man, like 80 to 85% of the people, it was their very first time. And yeah, so, yeah, so we're reaching, like, a whole new crop of people that are in, in ministry in the city and doing Christian hip-hop. And, you know, it, it was just uh, we, the entrepreneurship track that we did this year had a lot of people in it course we did the church innovation track and the stuff we're doing at crossover uh and and just sharing as our how is our church post-pandemic growing and we recently started seeing more people coming to church than we did before the pandemic in person three years ago and so we shared like how are we doing that and um yeah people were just you know eating up the content it was great stuff i've had a lot of Great reports of people sharing, you know, stuff they're implementing and stuff they learned at Flavor Fest, and of course, relationships that they built and and networking that happened. And some people even just they met at Flavor Fest just a few months ago, and I believe that many of them they're going to be friends for life. So yeah, was was super I love dope. It. I love it. Yeah. Well, Flavor Fest 2023 is coming. Uh, you're going to get the details. On January the sixteenth, but we do have a couple podcasts that are going to come before that. Uh, we're going to be live every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, right here on YouTube, and then we'll be dropping it on all the podcast platforms as well. So uh, we got we got the software figured out now. Uh, that was my biggest thing. Why we weren't ready? Good, good now He's we got, good. We got and, and I've just been. I was doing so many things in twenty twenty two, and now I'm just I'm mapping out everything I got. You know, I got people lined up. We got so many great friends and relationships and people that you guys need to hear from and, and stuff we're going to learn together in 2023. Uh, we want Flavor Fest to continue to be a, a place where you'll be able to get inspired and encouraged and get some great nuggets and some gems on ministry and on leadership. And so, uh, so we'll end with that today, Pastor D. What was like one, what's one leadership nugget, one thing? I'm going to put you on the spot. Like in 2022, as we got revived, what's one thing that really jumped out maybe that that God showed you that you learned that uh, maybe somebody watching this could could apply?
1: Uh, For me, I think I mean, even with reviving and, you know, thinking about that and and coming back to life and everything, I think it was that I could do better than what I thought I could do. Mm. You know, for me, it was it was push yourself to the limit. Yeah. And. Don't feel like it's going to exhaust you, but make you better. I think with everything that I did, I like you said, I felt like, no, I'll just do this because that's it. And I, I almost felt like God was saying, no, you can do more. You can do yeah. more. And so the more I put my faith in him, the more I put my trust in him, God just blew my mind. He blew my expectations with the doors that opened up and the things that happened. And so I, I, I would say think big, man. Think big. Think, think big. There's nothing our God cannot do, man. Nothing is impossible to him. And um, think big and go for it. Go for it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. There was a couple times with different things I did where I typically would try to figure out on my own that I called some people.
0: (laughs) Don't be afraid to ask for help. Even like this right here. You had to call call somebody. I called my brother-in-law, and he's watching watching right now. The two pictures.
1: Thank you, Jay. He's watching right now. Shout out to Jay. Jay. Yeah, I had to make a phone call because I'd have been sitting here working on it, trying to find it out and everything. I was like, man, let me call him and just find out. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be afraid to call somebody and ask for help.
0: That's good, man. I'll just piggyback off of that and, and say, you know, what you said, that you've went farther than you thought you could. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Uh, when you go to the gym by yourself, <laughs> like when I go to the gym by myself, um, sometimes I'll just kind of do the minimum. I'll mm-hmm. do what I know I can. But when I'm there with my workout partner, when I'm there with Big Tony, uh, yeah. Tony will push me. Nah, we're going to go up. We're going to go up on the next set. You did yeah. that too easy. Or get, or even if I struggle, like we're still going up because you need to feel what it feels like with that weight. Because I want to see you get stronger. I want to see you keep growing and getting bigger. And so, yeah. you know what? When we partner with the Lord, yeah. because sometimes we try to do it on our own. When it's, we do it on our own, true. we... We get capped out. Come on. It's come on. No, you preaching. know I'm going to get an illustration from that, bro. But when we partner with the Lord, he's our workout partner. He's yeah. like he's going to push us to go a little farther, a little higher, a little harder. And then we're going to be amazed when we're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I could do that weight. I didn't know I could do that many reps. I didn't know I could do 17 songs. I was only going to do five, but God had me do 17. Uh, I didn't know we were going to do The Lion King, but I thought we were going to do Annie. But maybe we're going to do something else next year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, partner with the Lord in 2023 and have him involved in every decision and every step. And watch how he pushes you farther than you could go. Look at that, man. Come on. We preaching together. Tag team. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. So, Flavor Fest family, thank you guys for jumping in with us today. We will be back on the first Friday of 2023. Uh, the date on that is the 6th, Friday the 6th. It's going down. And so, join us that day. We'll be on 12 o'clock noon. My special guest is, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm trying to still lock in Miles Minnick. I texted him today, like, bro, what's up? So, what's uh, shout out to Miles Minnick. Ta- tag him on that. Say you need to be on the podcast But, uh, hey, guys, we're praying for you that you have an amazing Christmas uh, with your family. You get some rest. You get some time off. And uh, Pastor D, you're not going to see him around until February. He's going to take a good break. And so, Pastor D, man, close us out in prayer. Pray for everybody, man.
1: we Will do. Let's do it. Father, we thank you for just this opportunity even just to come on here and talk and celebrate the accomplishments that Uh, We did with your help. Without you, God, we couldn't have done it. But thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the wisdom, the knowledge, the perseverance to get through it and push through, God. We thank you so much for that. Thank you for every single person that is watching this, that will be watching this. God, I pray that they feel revived. Father God, I pray that they um, find their second wind, that they just go, that they run the race that you called them to run, God. We thank you for it the opportunity we will never take that for granted that you breathe life into our body god and we worship you with everything that we do let let our jobs be worshiped to you god let everything that we do with our families be worshiped to you god let everything that we do be acceptable and pleasing to your sight god we give you praise for it in jesus name amen amen bless you family peace, peace out y'all
0: merry christmas thanks for tuning into the flavor fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at UrbanD813 and at FlavorFest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and God bless.